0: Hi, I'm Preeti Chipper and I'm Jen Northington and this is Tar Valen or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. I have no pipers to play the tune the man announced with a smile, but if you wish the dance.
1: And that is from pages 408 and 409 of The Great Hunt, which we are discussing today.
0: As you can probably tell, we are rereading the books of The Wheel of Time in advance of the TV show adaptation's release. We're talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite moments and just digging into all things Wheel of Time. And as an example of how broad-ranging that discussion can be, (laughs) my first pre-discussion note for the day is that I realized that we're, like, moving right along here with The Great Hunt. We're going to be on book three before... I even know it. And I said a while back that these books are giving me carpal tunnel. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I got to switch to the ebooks. So I went to look, and I don't know if you know this, Preeti, but these covers are capital B Bland for the e-books. I'm, they I'm are like, looking right now. The most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. They're just like all a different color with the wheel of time, you know, snake eating its tail logo. Ew, yeah. Right? Like what? What? Why, Why? are they like this? I don't understand. I don't understand. I just I 100% don't understand this marketing choice. They're so bl- I mean, I guess by the time
1: you're like the wheel of time and yeah. you're becoming an ebook, you don't really need I guess not a flashy cover to get attention because if someone is looking for the wheel of time they're looking (laughs) for the wheel of time right
0: yeah I guess that's true although there's always somebody who hasn't read a thing and needs to discover it but the marketing on these does kind of do its own job I'm also irked by the 1099 price point not gonna lie about that either for the ebook yeah I did not even notice
1: yeah, <laughs> because <Anyway. laughs> I my I tried to get it from my library through the Libby app. I was like, oh, oh I'll just yeah. do the e books, but they don't have them. They Oof. only have the audiobooks.
0: No, which I enjoyed, but oh, I can't. I can't. Not you know, it's not useful for like re going
1: over things. And, right, exactly. You know. I can't yeah. underline, which exactly. I do. Yeah. I do How a lot of. How you
0: make your very important notes I in know. an audio book? How would I put poor loyal in all caps? (laughs) How? How (laughs) crazy? Oh, Lord. Uh, But we do have some uh, Wheel of Time on Prime things to talk about, right? Yeah, they did a video
1: when we got to see the dagger. That (laughs) forsaken on multiple levels dagger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There is some foreshadowing for you. I actually don't know how I feel about this prop. To be to be honest. Really? I feel like yeah, it was just like fine, right? The handle is not ornate enough for to my eye. Like it I will say it has a very primal feeling to it, which I appreciate. Like it looks sinister AF. Um, but the the handle, it's just all like it's not it doesn't have any of the fancy I don't know, it doesn't look fancy enough to me, sort of, I guess is my it's is pretty, my view. It's
1: pretty like gilded and has that big ugly stone in it. I mean, it's shiny. It's, it's very shiny. Because it's, very it's also fancy. very old, remember? You know what it's making? It's making me think of very much when yeah. you go to a museum and you see these kind of artifacts, they look like what at the time was probably very fancy and shiny and new, and this, this feels like an artifact.
0: You make a good point. It does feel like an artifact. That's, a, that's an excellent point. Also, I will say that what this – you know video tells us is that like shatter Logoth is for sure gonna be a big Mm -hmm. flat element and that all right
1: let's make a deal
0: (laughs) i'm so excited it's super exciting it's super exciting oh when are we getting it i know we're just dying over
1: here because we're gonna have to then when it starts i think what we'll probably do is maybe like a I don't I don't even know how we're gonna break this up because we're gonna want to talk about the show,
0: yeah well maybe we'll alternate yeah I mean maybe... I, I, we guess we don't know the publication schedule, do we like if they're just gonna drop all of it or pace it out my guess one would by be one. week to week. I
1: feel like we're, yeah. we're moving very much back in that direction for high like Game of Thrones is week to week like yeah. I very much think it's gonna be week to week for something like this. I think they're gonna want to draw it out so sure. we could do it. We could do in every other week, like two episodes, like handling two show episodes and a podcast episode. Or we just pause on the books until we're done talking about the show. That's true. That's a well, good point. Well, maybe we'll
0: take a poll.
1: Yeah, we'll ask people to make the decision for us. <laughs> I <not>? like that. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have an opinion on how we should handle the show once it starts
0: alongside our, like, reread, let us know. Yeah. I mean, I guess if we're in the middle of a book, we're not just going to stop reading. No, we'll finish it. Yeah. But we'll see what happens.
1: Uh, all right. Well,
0: so today. Yeah. So so you were saying just before we started recording that you were so ready to be done with this book. And it's funny to me because my first thought is this book is getting better as it goes. I think
1: that uh, the parts I am enjoying, I am enjoying a lot. But the parts that I don't like, I am hating a lot. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> like, there's not, like, oh, I don't really care about this. There's, oh, my God, I love this. And, oh, those are my two moods.
0: <laughs> I Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I think this was probably yet another, like, felt really good section to me. I enjoyed the chapters, even when I was mad about, you know, I it's actually some uh, lovely listener tweeted at us about the Das <laughs> de Mar chapter yeah. like, oh they're gonna hate this it's like yep I did in fact hate that see I didn't it. I didn't hate that as much as I thought I was going to. Well, right. Because I thought it was I think it was done better than some of these others have been. And to me, like even the parts that stress me out in a way that I don't enjoy, like anything to do with the white cloaks, mm-hmm. anything to do with the game of houses, anything to do with, you know, the Shanshin, uh which we're gonna get oh. into today. Um, it was done better, honestly, than I had remembered. Like, I thought they were done pretty well. So for me, this book is improving as it goes. But that's clearly not the experience that you're having. Oh,
1: no. Like, okay, let's just dig in. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Let's get back
1: to, so the last we left, it was Tom kind of being like, I will no longer be, I, I <laughs> no longer wish to be involved in your narrative. And so Loyal... And Rand are kind of leaving the the inn that Tom was staying in, and poor Loyal, who's so so trusting, Ew. so just just too trusting. He's a he's a better man than than this story deserves. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, are leaving when a Trolloc shows up and just starts chasing them. And again, in classic, like I feel like the the word of this book is suspense yeah. and or anxiety also. <laughs> and you they realize like Karen is alone with the the chest and they're being chased by these trollocs and it's very scary like they're yeah they're in they're isolated somehow i don't i need to sit down and really think about how kerhian is described because i don't know that i can picture it in my head the way they are describing it
0: yeah, I mean I don't tend to care too much about those details, but I the general sense I got was that they were I mean, they're being herded, right? They know they're being herded for yeah. a certain point by both Trollocs and Murdrall, They're Murdraw walking around. Mm-hmm. And it's during this like sort of festival situation, so the Trollocs are sort of in disguise as giant puppets, which is Which how I love. I know, it's so well done. It's such a good plot device. Um, but they are they're being herded into this sort of like warehouse district. As it were, which is then how they come across. Well, okay, like let's backtrack. And then Celine shows up out of nowhere, because of course she does. Well,
1: very before that though, I want to talk about how Loyal had to kill a trollic, and it's very oh, sad. Yeah, that was a that was a moment. It was a moment, right? Like you have this second, first of all, where Rand is like a, a consistent sort of um refrain in this book is Rand's struggle with the, with Satan, obviously. And if it sings to him versus... It's it's like just a very push and pull sort of relationship. And so he's thinking about the allure of it, but there's not anything there when he's trying to use it to help them. And yeah. then Loyal has to kill this Trolloc. And it's just this really, really sad moment where you see this, like, character who thus far has been fairly passive in terms of how he's interacting with, like rand and and the story like he feels very much like i'm in it to be pulled along by Taverin, mm-hmm. right and this is a moment where he actively participates in the destruction in a way that is antithetical to who this character has been thus far so it's just like yeah. really heartbreaking like two pages into this section it's like ma <laughs>
0: And it, it is sort of a callback to when they're in the... They've used the portal stones and they're mm-hmm. in that, like, other land. And he, you know, there's this beautiful moment where he's using the Ogier song to shape something yeah. out of a tree. And the thing he makes is a weapon. And you're like, no. I know. Loyal. Poor Loyal. Yeah. So his character is getting pushed in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. I mean, being shaped by just being around... These Tavaren, like that's what happens. Yeah, it's uh, it's
1: interesting to watch like watch something happen to a character who has told us it's what happens to characters. Yes, it's right?
0: Yeah. Like
1: it's really fun to see it actively happen in a fun but in a mean way.
0: Yeah, right, exactly. You're like it uh- <laughs> happened like that for you so so yeah yeah, so then
1: they see this illuminators chapter house where they're like maybe we can hide in there but uh it's really scary and then Celine Celine. shows up out of nowhere out of nowhere like clearly something is very strange and off with this woman um And I love this, like, moment of Celine pushing them to go inside and Loyal trying to be like, this is a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) But they, like, get in and then Loyal's like, that's what I was trying to tell you. They
0: kill people, bro. (laughs) And I love that this is our first real experience with the Illuminators because I remember loving the Illuminators as a, you know, part of this whole series. And, you know, we get the first appearance of some characters that I I'm like oh I recognize that name like I don't remember So they probably come back I like didn't
1: recognize them but I'm sure it's classic Jordan style to be like okay um I really really hate the way that Rand thinks about Celine (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I get it I know that that is the intent there is like something that is supposed to make you a little uncomfortable about the way he's interacting with yeah. this idea of her but like I wrote I like underlined the like the spicy smell of her filling his nostrils. I, mean, I was like ew I hate
0: this it's tiresome. It's like we get it. We get he it is drawn by her. Let's move along. Um oh, but yes. But no, it's
1: <laughs> there were a lot of like great moments in this section, yeah. right? Where like I love the moment that like we said the illuminators are like chatting and fighting, and there's that line that Aludra says to Tammuz, "A great pig does not deserve to speak like a human because she's so <laughs> angry at. It. It's so good, but you all the while, like Rand and Loyal and Celine are hiding because they don't want to be seen by the illuminators they They're surrounded by these like science experiments of how to make fireworks,
0: essentially. Well, they've got them all laid out because there's going to be a big, like the Mm -hmm. king of Carrion has commissioned a huge fireworks display. They're all like prepped and stuff. And all of the, all of the smoldering sticks are ready, which like who leaves sticks lit around? That just seems insane to me. Not smart, but who knows? Maybe that's the way that's their system.
1: Um, But all the while, like Rand is freaking out and Celine is trying to push him to make a decision, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I love that moment where she's like, <laughs> like Rand's, like, oh, we're not going to have any more good luck after Celine, like, somebody, pl- probably Celine, helped them get unseen yeah. to this part. Uh, and Celine's, it is great. It is said, great men make their own luck, Celine said softly.
0: And Rand's like, can you stop? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things about this interaction is that he just straight up ignores her after a when right? he. Like, I'm not listening. I have. I'm trying to get us out of this, and all your mutterings about like it will make me happy to see you be a great man. He's like, I don't have time for this. I know. I love it. Like when she's like, you may not want greatness, but it will make a great. It will take
1: a great man to do these things, and the yeah. goes, you don't have to sound happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> like it's oh, yeah. nice to see him. Like. Pushing back in that way, where he's he's just so tired of everyone telling him what to do. That even yeah. while he is having this like these weird reactions to her of like, oh, she's so beautiful. I want to like own her. Essentially, mm-hmm. he still is like, but please stop.
0: <laughs> I'm so tired. Yeah, Yeah. and then, so they set off, the Trollocs come in, they follow them in, and so they set off a bunch of the fireworks, (laughs)
1: like, at the Trollocs. It's like I could just hear the, like, Curb Your
0: Enthusiasm theme playing, like, doo 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 (laughs) doo (laughs) <laughs> it is it's so slapstick in a really weird way like it's very yeah it's, it's like, really funny.
1: like the tension is so high but because yeah because we just saw like how poor tamu has gotten so much trouble for something yeah. that was not his fault and like
0: it's like really like, tripping like loyal is like tripping I over know. things and, like, it's like a real
1: like larry david sort of moment I mean, like you're just gonna ruin this guy's day yeah,
0: <laughs> or like, or like the petunias and the whale and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes! Like, not again. We're like, <laughs> fucking Randall Thor, like, like making shit happen.
1: Fucking Randall Thor is the other name of this series.
0: Yeah. <laughs> true. Well, there's already a podcast. Everyone hates. Everyone her hand. hates Rand. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's just and it's just because it's true. But yeah, so- and then Celine disappears because yeah, she's and leaves that super mysterious. creepy note. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just so creepy. Ugh.
1: The uh, like, and think of me, for you are always mine. Like, that's a red flag, bruh. Yeah. That is a red flag.
0: Run the other way. But they do make it back to their hotel. They find her, and the horn is fine. Like, everything's fine. Yes. For the I, moment.
1: I do, just very quickly, as per usual.
0: <laughs> like,
1: I love that he thinks of her line, like, think of the glory. Like, Celine's like, think of the glory, and Rand's like... I wish Higdar would get here. (laughs) I don't want to be in charge anymore. Rand has never been more relatable. (laughs) He's tired. He doesn't want to be in charge. He just wants it to be over. That's how I feel all the time.
0: Oh it's so true. (laughs) Like what is it somebody else's job? To deal with all of this. Stuff. Yes. Oh, Alright. Then we get back to
1: Perrin, and it's our first Perrin POV in like 14 chapters.
0: I know. And so it's excited. To wonderful. Spend time
1: with he's just like, he wants, you know, we got a little bit of Matt stuff, which is Matt is paler, he's not doing well, but he's trying, you know. Yeah. Varin is pushing them very hard, which Perrin mm. finds super suspect. Um, but I love this, like, again, this like consistent anger with the Aes Sedai that comes through no matter what character it is like no matter who it is outside of like Moiraine obviously um and Lan it's the Aes Sedai are gonna ruin everything (laughs) you're like can you guys like figure out a better place for your anger to be I know
0: you could argue that it's some pretty baked in misogyny into the world building 100%. 100% Yeah, they're all women. They're all meddling. It's like mm-hmm. that classic manipulating, controlling female trope, but writ large. Yep. Um, and, you know, it is helpful that we get their perspective as well. And we know exactly, well, not exactly, but we know why, for the most part, they're doing the things that they're doing. And, you know, some of them are not perfect and some of them are amazing and some of them are terrible. And it's, it, they're all people. They're people. They're people. They're people. Women That's are that. people? <laughs> But there is a lot of yeah. There's a lot of unnecessary. I said I are the worst or the <sighs> best. Like you, it's it's one or the other. Like the the Shinar. You no, know, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. High regard. Mm-hmm. So it's like this pedestal. You're either on a pedestal or you're the villain. Like there's right. no in between to be a person. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um. Then there's this stuff with the Shadow Killer, which I liked a lot. Yeah. That we get this sort of like chain. Uh. This like t- this game of telephone for pairing with the wolves, learning about what we know is Rand doing that wild stuff and, like, killing all those Trollocs and them being like, this is the Shadow Killer, which why would you think something called the Shadow Killer is bad when (laughs) you're about, like, I don't know. I was like, of course that's good. You kill the Shadow.
0: And there's even a line in here where, you know, like, Perrin says, you know, it's, we know it's not a fade. We know it's not a, like, they hate fades and Mm Trolloc. And they, they, like, regard the Shadow Killer with awe, I think is what he says. I'm trying to find the line. So, like, it should be clear that it's not... Yeah. ...a a dark friend, because we already know how wolves feel about dark friends. But none of them, all they can see is that, like, something capable of taking out a whole big party of dark friends now has the horn, so it must be bad. Which is wild, because it's like they killed dark friends. Right. Enemy of my enemy. Right, you would think. And yet. And yet. And then, and then, this moment made me so happy. Yes. We get our first isle on the page. Like, we get finally a character who we get to see in action, Urian of the Two Spires, Sept. Uh, And he just, like, wanders, off from the side
1: he's like hey what's up guys but it's like i love the lead up to it is so good right because we've been hearing about the aisle for now a book and a half mm-hmm. and we've got we've we've heard other stories like secondhand about them and the importance of getting the word out about this prophecy and all this stuff but this is our first interaction of seeing like an Isle an island speak for themselves on the page yeah. and i love the lead up of them being like he wanted me to see him obviously right like, <laughs> he's here because he, he wants to be here and then we yeah. get this wonderful like description of what he looks like and the clothes that he's wearing and then that great quote of the yeah. first thing he says yeah so he shows up and has this conversation of like we're looking for something we'll know it if you say it and we hear the We we know what it is but we can't right. really tell you what it is right um but he he kind of I was like Why are you giving this person so much, like when Varen is talking to him about the wise ones and this thing they have to go through in, Mm -hmm. what is it, Ruidian?
0: Yeah, Ruidian.
1: Um, I cannot believe I remembered that name. Good job. Thank you. Um, Varen is asking him all these questions and he's like, well, I can't really talk about it, but here's a lot of information. (laughs)
0: Well, again, it's that adulation of the Aes Sedai, which is the flip side of the hatred of them. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to, like, I hold you in such high regard that right. I'm going to, like, tell you whatever I'm literally not oath-bound not to tell you. Anything mm-hmm. else that I can tell you, I will. Um, I did
1: love that it- Jordan was like, we're going to throw the uh, the original sit in here. We're just yeah. gonna, uh, we're going to throw that in here. <laughs> That'll be part of the Isle story. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Why not? Why not? But this I love this one character of um, Miriam because he kind of is like you're like, oh, they're not so bad. They're like, you know, pretty like, you know, stoic and, and, you know, have a specific way of speaking. But then there's this moment of uh, he asks Varen, like, will you slay me now, Aes Sedai? And Varen is thrown, which is not something we've seen very often. And it's the, like, the Isle laughed suddenly, mirthlessly. There was a wild light in his eyes. Bring your lightnings, I said. I will dance with them. And you're like, oh, right. You, yes. Okay, you're scary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> um, And then they are looking for he who comes with the dawn.
0: Right. Which, Which we, like, at this point, we have to know. It's the Dragon Reborn. Right. Like, all of these are the same thing. They're yeah. all
1: the same thing, but they're all these various... I need to... I wanted to, like... I wrote down a note for myself, like, make a list of all of the things that Rand is called. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, right. like, there are so many titles. It's true. I mean, just in this chapter alone, we got two or three, right? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good call. It is really interesting, but I... Yeah, I'm super excited because there's so much foreshadowing going on here, and... I am I'm excited I'm excited about it
1: there is and you have like throughout this whole chapter you have Matt and Perrin kind of getting closer and closer to what they know is the truth and like kind of realize you know that realization we're like 100% waiting for and you see this like tension in them of like every I think all of them all the boys want to hold on to who they were and are just getting pulled and pulled and pulled in directions they don't want to be pulled in, which we'll see. We'll yeah. see more of. Ugh, yeah. alright. Oh yeah, and then,
0: then 29, chapter 29 is literally called Shantan. So you know, and then it starts with the stupid white clothes. Freaking Bornhold! <laughs> he's not even the worst, which is the No, he's not, worst. although
1: I do quite like the way he acts, because he is the, like, reasonable one yeah, that we yeah. we are meant to kind of I think identify with at a certain level, but then we're taken out of it and and real- like I feel like Jordan hits us with the realization of like even if you think this this guy is the reasonable one, don't forget who he is like he has yeah. that moment where he starts trimming his nails and he's like uh-huh. he's like he doesn't know why, but it doesn't like it, it it's he's very calculating,
0: yeah, and he's calculating yeah. Yeah. in
1: a violent way
0: right he's trying to get information out of somebody he has he tells. His soldiers are, you know, the the white cloaks to rough the guy up so that he'll talk more. But when he finally comes in and he's, like, threatening him with torture, like, this is our good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's clearly not that good. Like, he's not a good guy. <laughs>
1: he's not a good guy. And we see no. kind of the tension that's happening um, between the questioners, which are, like, part of the children, and the white cloaks with mm-hmm. Bornhold being like, I'm not going to listen to this order, that he got to... To yeah. come back and he notes that under like the the children are doing these deeds in hiding and in, in secret yeah. by covering up who they really are and he doesn't like it. Yeah. So, so there is this rising tension happening within this this uh, group that we already hate. Yeah. But you know because the group is the way it is it's just going to lead to more really awful violence for all the people around them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like that's These who's factions, gonna get hurt. Right. The factions have a big cost for everybody involved. And then people not involved. Mm hmm. And so they're talking about
1: kind of they're seeing the results of um the Sanchan, And then we go to Bale. <laughs> Your Doman. Favorite. I know that I'm gonna like Bale because I don't not like Bale Doman. I like no. I I like him, I think.
0: But listen it it actually makes sense to me this time. It I does. Like, this is, this it does. is the correct place no, you're for right. this to happen. You <laughs> like, are correct. This is, this is the right time. So yeah, so Bail Doman has like, been trying to avoid you know other things. And now he's sailed right into this whole sin- situation in Falme uh, with the Shanshan. And his boat has been pulled over. But and...
1: I, I just point out on 419, yep. there is a description of what the Sanchan are doing. And they say, when the Sanchan ships anchored off the coast, the villagers who drew up to defend their homes were rent by lightning from the sky while small boats were still ferrying the invaders ashore and the earth erupted in fire under their feet. And I was like, Avatar the Last Airbender. <laughs> You're right. right? The Sanchan are giving me such big Avatar the Last Airbender vibes. Uh, Between so like the, the Grome, the like lizard thing yeah. that they ride and all that.
0: I was like, Oh, I oh, so see white. it. <laughs> you never saw it before. You're right. You're I right.
1: wrote. I, I underlined it and I wrote benders!
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Uh, and and we hear that they're kidnapping young women and yep. like some are allowed to go and some are not and then there's some older ones as well and nobody really knows why. Um, but it's clear that they have powers, right? Like that's clear that there are that the one power is involved. Probably, I think.
1: Yeah, there's something very creepy and very weird happening. Um, yeah. And so this woman who is a captain of a ship that is chasing Bale Dome, and they catch them basically, and she shows up, and she has a woman with her that is has a thing around her neck that is connected by a silvery chain to a bracelet. And that woman, I think we know, right, that she can use the power or some yep. version of it. And this part, this, this is where it gets a little, like, heady for me, where I'm like, all right, I know this is going to matter. Like, I know, I know it's going to matter. Yeah. But it's like he's putting seeds of an event that's not going to matter for, like, a while.
0: I mean, I don't remember the pacing well enough, honestly, to say. I feel like just from my skimming ahead to count chapters, I was like, oh, that happened sooner
1: than I thought it oh, did. Oh, then maybe uh, I'm full of crap. That's possible. Yeah, <laughs> It's possible.
0: So, anyway, it, yeah, but we do, what we find out is that the Shanshin have a really fucked up hierarchy, yep. right? Like, there's this whole thing about, like, who are the bloods and the royalty and, like, who can rise and how far and what does it mean, and yeah. then they also clearly are enslaving people. Yeah. Like, there's, it's just... It's all bad. It's all bad. It's all bad. It's, it's all, bad. all bad. And they are Archer Hawkwing's descendants, question mark? Maybe
1: it's, like, that's what they think. They think
0: they are. They
1: think they are, and it means that they're allowed to colonize and subjugate. And it's all very just awful and violent and demeaning in a way that is uncomfortable, especially knowing, like, where some of that story is going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we'll talk about it more, but I... You know, there's all kinds of systems of slavery that have happened around the world uh, at different time periods. But if you're an American author and or like you're publishing in America, like I think that there has to be a recognition of the sensitivity of the yes. issue of slavery because of the history of chattel slavery in america that i i just feel like it's so easy to not do correctly mm-hmm. and i feel very confident from my memories of these books that like jordan perhaps did not take that into account
1: i agree with you wholeheartedly i don't think i think of everything in the book it is the piece that has I don't think it was right when he wrote it, yeah. but I think it probably aged the worst, you yeah. know, like it's just such a specific fault of writing mm-hmm. that is, I think people who like to use it as allegory fall, like fell into quite frequently. Yeah. Um, and we're just starting to get a very visible public mainstream dialogue about why, you shouldn't.
0: Right, you just can't. You can't use it because you think it's interesting. Right. That's not. That shouldn't. That that shouldn't. You have to. Yeah. Intention versus impact is important. Exactly. And the impact on readers' lives is really intense. and yes. Should not be taken lightly. So, so there's going to be a lot more of that, unfortunately. Yeah, we're going to have more of those conversations. Sadly. But anyway. <laughs>
1: It is – I also do remember it like while I was reading, I was like, oh, I remember this being like the the worst – some of the worst reading experiences for me when I was reading. I was just like, this is really hard to get through. And so I'm not – looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, I think it's like with the White Cloaks too, I, you know, I'm sure his intention was to comment upon these systems and how they're used. Sure. But like, again, the impact is very different from the intention in a lot of ways. So.
1: And I think we're, like we said, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves yeah, and yeah. we're trying very hard not to spoil anything, but I think the inherent difference between the White Cloaks and this is that, is the way this story ends up going yeah. is... Is what is where I actually think it fails. Yeah. So yeah. we will we'll get to well, that in like two more. years.
0: <laughs> I don't think it's going to take us that long, honestly. <laughs> uh, uh, so they sh- they search. They have like this very intense interaction, and you know, bail them, and like I'm a trader. I'm a tra- I just like want to trade goods. Like yeah. I don't just let me. You know, I'll help you out with whatever. I'll take your oaths. Like whatever, whatever you want me to do. Uh, and then, so they're like, well, we'll see. And they bring his ship in, and they search it, and they find his fancy treasure trove yep. of Quendalar. It's so then, uh, And then they take bust. it. <laughs> yep, busted. <laughs> and he has this whole, and then we meet High Lord Turok. We meet yeah. Captain Egginen and High Lord Turok of the Shanshan. And they have this whole conversation where Belderman is trying to pretend like he doesn't know what it is to keep himself out of trouble. And it's all very skeptical and weird. And And, like uncomfortable
1: in a lot of ways. And then the guy basically is like, you're interesting. I'm keeping you.
0: Yeah. You're like, oh, God.
1: That's not good. good." I did not. I don't don't love that whole chapter. Now, chapter 30, on the other hand, which I thought I wasn't going to like, I I liked
0: quite a lot. It was pretty great, right? It's a great chapter. Yeah, we go back to Heron and Loyal and Rand. And they are, like, trying to figure out, you know, they're keeping watch because they're pretty sure they're going to get attacked again at any given moment. Mm Mm-hmm. And then... So, well,
1: so they think... Heron has this whole conversation with Rand about the game where he's like, you cannot yeah. keep throwing away right. these invitations. Everyone notices. And now you got invitations by the two most powerful people in Carrion, which are the king and this guy, Damadred, right? Bar- Lord um, Barthanes. Bar- Bar- Barthanes. Yeah. Bar- Bar- Th- I don't know how to say his name. Barthanes. Um, and he's like, you cannot. Right. You cannot... Throw those in the fire. You cannot do it. And but Ran, you also
0: can't answer both of them. Right. Because they hate each, other. They hate each other.
1: So you you can't do that either. And Rand's like, God damn it.
0: <laughs>
1: but and then in a very smart move, I think is like, yes. fine, I'm gonna let everybody see me holding them, but yeah. not opened, and then right. I'm gonna put them back in my pocket. <laughs> and then I'm gonna leave. And Hieron's like, Man, you're getting pretty good at this game thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, like, very much, like, Huron and Loyal are the reason that Rand is alive right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, 100%.
1: 100%. So they do this, and they're, like, Rand is so stressed out about what they're going to do because all the Trollocs are there, and they're, he's like, we need to leave, but I don't think we can leave because there are Trollocs there. We can't stay here because of this stupid game. And yeah. where is Ingtar? And I'm right. so stressed out
0: and they like he goes out to the you know where the watch uh the entryway to the city is and he's like talking to this you know shady like shitty a... bureaucrat who's like yeah, yeah shady bureaucrat right who's sure. like i don't know what you're talking about i'm asking about the same people i've been asking about all week he's like hmm, maybe if you tell me more about it it's so so annoying it's like, uh, so and then rude. they then they notice that there's fire from the direction of the inn.
1: And there's this great moment where of course they were, they realize it's gotta be it's gotta be the inn and they try to go in and I love the moment where Rand is like, Get your books and I Loyal's like, I can't, like, I get it. And then Rand has this moment of like, should I let the banner, the dragon banner burn? Should I let loose Theron's banner or er, banner go? Um, but Moiraine had said it will save your life one day. And as much as he hates to admit it, that matters. And so he picks up his stuff and they run outside because of course the horn is gone. Like Heron has been attacked. Yeah. The, the chest is gone with the dagger and the, and the horn. And of course that's when Ingtar, Perrin and Matt and everybody show up. And of I course. love, I love the last line of chapter 30 when it's Rand fell to shiver run through him. It's too late, he told them. You came too late. And he sat down in the street and began to laugh. And
0: they yeah. are like, oh, my heart. I know. Because it's just that he's been trying so hard so to get hard. back to there. So hard. And to protect the horn and to find them. And all of these people are like, Celine is telling him to do this. And he keeps getting these stupid invitations. And nobody will give him a straight answer. And then they're finally reunited. But of course, of course, the horn has been taken. The, me- the dagger has been taken. And he doesn't have any idea what has happened. And he feels so bad. So like when
1: they, you know, they get back together, they Varen is there, and and they try to like catch up. And I love this moment where Matt is like, "I'm so sorry they took they took the dagger to." Or Rand says that to Matt, and Matt is like, "I didn't know it was found, so it wasn't like I lost it. It's still lost." And you're like, "Oh," because throughout these chapters, they're talking about how Matt is like literally wasting away. Like Varen's like there's a moment later where Varen is like, Well, I tried to heal him and his strength will stay, but he will just continue to fade until he's nothing. And you're just like, Oh that's so (laughs) sad. Because I think we get a lot more of um, more of their friendship stuff, like with parents' perspective now, where they're trying to maintain those connections and those relationships with each other. Yeah. And so it's just yeah. really sad.
0: Yeah, and then this also sort of like cracked me up in a sad way is that we're getting all of this from Rand's perspective mm-hmm. and he keeps noticing Perrin like staring at him and muttering, shadow king." I know! Perrin, <laughs> <laughs> could you be a little less weird? Like, be less weird, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, what is going on with you? Like, can you relax? <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Uh, and then he like... Changes his coat and he
0: th- yeah. he like burns Celine's letters. Yes, that was such a great moment. I, it is. It, it had me wondering. I was like, "Oh man, are they enchanted?" Like he because he has this like really strong reaction to having burnt them. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good
1: call. Right? Like, yeah. That's a really me. really good call. Because it's almost yeah. like he's protecting himself by throwing them in the fire. But yeah. it is like a very intense experience.
0: Right, right. It yeah, al- yeah,
1: it almost seemed to him that she was in the room with him, that he could smell her perfume so much so that he looked around and laughed to find himself alone.
0: Exactly. Ooh,
1: I like that.
0: Yeah, so that's my that's today's theory. It's a good theory. Um, yeah. and then
1: we get back to Perrin's perspective, which I really, really liked this yeah. section, right? Where Perrin's like <laughs> totally has Rand's back. <laughs> yes. Rand doesn't want to talk, like he's like, maybe Rand doesn't want to talk about this thing. So he tries to move the conversation
0: along. And I'm like, oh, Perrin. I know. And Matt is giving Rand a hard time about like being called a lord and being sent invitations and acting like a lord. And Perrin is like, I don't know, like it's kind of working for him. Like, right. You know, look- yeah, it's like, it fits him. He's doing fine.
1: Like, And that moment of, like, him realizing that Rand is Shadow Killer and then being like, I should probably tell you about me. It's only fair because yes. you know who I am. So I'm dying for that
0: conversation to happen. Same. Same. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Also, the...
1: <laughs> Perrin when he's playing that game with Ingtar and his parent had always played doggedly. Oh, I didn't
0: notice that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wah, wah. But yeah, so they're they're like hanging out trying to figure out what to do, and Heron comes back and and he has traced this the scent of the violence mm-hmm. to Da dun, 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 Lord Barthane's house. Yep. Because of course the like second most powerful man in Carrion is a dark friend. Why not? Right? Why not? very convenient and so i love uh them being like so actually i do i uh, i have an invitation yeah cuz Baron's like wow well, we need to get in there but how will we get in and it's like, like well, well here here you go it just um, so
1: happens and she, and i love it's like how did you even get this like he says rand he says you took an interest in one of the king's projects but he doesn't say what what does he mean he's like i don't know Right. And he's like, oh, wait, I did notice this big statue and I just asked about it.
0: So- and then Varin has this whole, right? It was Varin. Yeah. And whole Varin's whole like, oh, surprise. Yeah.
1: I know. I wrote, what the fuck, Varin? Because she gives this whole explanation and then is like, together, they might be powerful enough to break the world or even worse <laughs> than the first breaking. And everyone's like, what? What?
0: It feels very brown Aja at that moment. Like, here's some things I, did you know? Like, she's mm-hmm. got, like, a real case of the did you knows about yeah. this statue. And it's so inappropriate and, like, freaks everybody right the hell out. But she's like, <laughs> what? I'm just, like, telling you. It's not that like... big a deal.
1: I'm just, it's just information. <laughs> um, and then she's like, you know, it's not like there's anyone who could even do it. <laughs> Except maybe, I, I guess, the Amaralyn and Moiraine and Alayna. Maybe. And, maybe one or two. Three in training. And three in yeah. trading.
0: Right. <laughs> it's and so... she knows Rankin Channel. Exactly. She's like, oh, she's so unsettled. Exactly. Um,
1: I love the way Jordan describes Barthane's manner. Lord Barthane's yeah. manner crouched like a huge toad in the night. Like, that's yeah. such a wonderful sentence. And such a wonderful, oh like, gosh. first sentence of a chapter called Dangerous Words. <laughs> It's so good. So they, they show up at this party where uh, Matt has to pretend to be a servant,
0: and which he not is happy about very
1: him. displeased by. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, so cranky. Fine. <laughs> he is so cranky. Um, and Loyal, Varen, Ingtar, and Rand are there as guests, and Heron is, of course, still acting as a servant. And they get there, and it's this like, wonderfully weird scene of. <laughs> people being weird (laughs) (laughs) right just like yeah like everyone like eyeing them and like making like basically like having thoughts about why every decision they make like why they're doing it even though there are that thought process is not happening
0: yeah 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 and there's this amazing moment where rand gets like cornered by these women who are incredible talking about you know like oh and my husband's away like all of them and then they start being catty at each other and he he escapes because he sees tom whoa, wait, whoa, wait
1: we skipped we skipped oh. when he actually has the conversation with uh barthanes
0: oh you're right you're right he you're needs right. to
1: like so because they think that barthanes is a dark friend right um because this is where Heron tracked the horn and the dagger too um, oh,
0: and loyal says there's a waygate. He can feel that there's a waygate nearby. Yes,
1: which is not great. <laughs> nope, not good. Not not a good sign. No. Um, and so Barthane shows that like goes to Rand and Rand thinks about what Varen told him, which is like just ask, act as arrogant as you did sitting in the room with the Amaranthine <laughs> seat. Right. Like so that good. is what you need to do, and so that's what Rand does, and. <laughs> I love this like thing where Barthanes is clearly trying to be like, so how do you know the king? And It's <laughs> like, I don't know him, man. And it's, of course, you just happen to be in that speck village. You were not checking on the progress of retrieving that statue. And it's like, I wasn't. <laughs> but like nothing he says matters because everything he says, Barthane just assumes he means something else. And then it gets to the point where Barthane is like, Are you? Are you? <laughs> Are you actually Gowan? Right. Is that you? And Rand is like, What? <laughs> it's just this wonderful escalation of absurdity like yeah. through conversation. Like yeah. no matter how Rand tries to diffuse, Berthane's like assumptions keep getting more and more absurd, and it's just yeah. really fun to watch until we know, of course, they have horrible yeah. results later. Um But of course then He sees Tom. Right. He sees Tom. Who pretends not to know him.
0: Right. Of course. And then he gets cornered by all these women who are hitting on him and like trying to make a play. With their like wide skirts, like skirts so wide they have to go through a door sideways.
1: And so they've created this like wall around him (laughs) just basically trying to hit on him and be like, like, yeah, you should come by my manor. What's up? (laughs) My husband's
0: away. So he dies out of it. And he goes to talk. he like goes to talk to Tom. And he says all he says to Tom, all they wanted to talk about was their husbands being away. But they were already hinting at other things. I and know. Tom is like, No shit, Sherlock.
1: He's like, Hey, if you were up for it, one of them could have given you a very good education. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, it's
0: so it's so weird and gross.
1: And then Tom kind of like reiterates, like, I am not trying to get back into your story like this is not what i want to be involved in but clearly he's like getting some sort of pull which could be the taverin could be tom like missing the adventure um and i love this moment at the end of the chapter when tom says remember this kerhianen may play the dice daimar but it was the white tower that made the great game in the first place which i was like "Who?"
0: (laughs) <laughs> hmm that's mm-hmm. very scary it is it is and then herein herein comes to find him and they like fake something about matt hurting his leg and they they have figured out that the uh trollocs and fane and the dark friends like have they entered but they have not come out
1: yeah so they kind of realize that there must be something going on and if there's a way gate They have a pretty good idea of what might have happened. And so Rand sends Matt off to get um, Ingtar and Varen. And Matt, of course, is like, you know, because he's a little mad. (laughs) But Rand does have a moment of like, what if Matt accidentally lets loose what he knows about me Mm
0: -hmm. and what he
1: has figured out about me, you know. Um, But he thinks that he wouldn't do it on purpose. There is at least that much of their friendship left. Which again, like this running theme of like fracturing relationships, but wanting to hold on to them is like so sad. Yeah. And you want these poor kids who grew up together, you just want them to be able to trust each other. Yeah. But they're having a lot of difficulty doing so. Circumstances are conspiring against Yes, exactly. Victims of circumstance.
0: And then this moment, man, was so intense.
1: Horrifying.
0: So they find that they're like, oh, sure enough, here's the way gate. And the trail ends here. And Rand is like, well, we've gone into a way gate before. Like, we can do it again. And and is like, no. Know. And Rand's like, here, <laughs> here, let me show you. And they open the fucking way gate. And what is right there but, but- Mashin Shin, the black oh. wind, like, trying to come out and devour them. And it's and only have-
1: what? It's- because Rand tries to use Satan. He tries.
0: Yeah. Um, but he can't... well, he does. He does. So he there's this whole oh, right, battle, right, right, right? Basically between Rand and the Wind, and you know, in the meantime, Loyal is trying to find the, the leaf to the put leaf. back to close mm-hmm. the Waygate. Um, and so you know, only Rand sort of knows that he's fighting the wind, but it, he's drawing, like, to me, the impression was he's drawing so much power. Yeah. Like, even potentially more than he should have been mm-hmm. able to. Uh, potentially because of that statue, maybe? I don't know. I don't know how close you have to be to use that statue, but... The point is, it is really fucking scary and terrifying, and uh, and Rand feels like he's gonna die if something doesn't happen soon. But Loyal manages to close the gate. And, and then, saves, the it saves the day. And saves the day. And Heron interprets the white light that Rand was using to push back the wind as like a weapon that was coming out of the gate. So his secret is still safe. Yeah. For now, it's all very, very scary. But I think the
1: most the the saddest part is when Rand says it isn't, and then outbuilding Matt. I hope Varin has a good idea of what to do now. I don't have any. And yeah. this is that to me is like ugh. So they get back to Varen and Ingtar and there's this line that Ingtar looked a little dazed that they never explain. It's true. Which is very strange because you're like, what's uh, what's going on with Ingtar? But there's no explanation of that. And then he seems to be, in my opinion, acting a little strangely as the chapter goes on. Mm. Like it feels like he's acting prior to now he's been open to conversations. And after that moment, he starts getting really like aggressively not open to conversations
0: what rand is saying right because it, he's telling them that they cannot use the way gate mm-hmm. because mac and shin is right there and they're arguing with him like well you know mac and shin isn't working with anybody like that's not a thing he's like it doesn't matter like it's right there we can't go we in. can't go
1: there and then rand says but uh be oh because barthane's left a oh, message yeah. Bar- barthane's right. had a message for him Yes. From Fane saying he'd be <sighs> waiting for him on Toman Head. So and creepy. This is where Ingtar kind of pushes back because Ingtar pushes back very aggressively on that. Yeah. That's a trick. It's a trick. We're not doing it. I won't be taken advantage of. I won't be I won't yeah. be chasing nothing. Like I know that's not true. And mm-hmm. Varen is like, No, there was this weird message in the jail, so that could be true. Right. You know, there is another um Waygate, like we can do this but we have and rand is like i'm going to toman head like that's right. what i'm doing right if
0: it takes me two months or if i have to use a different waygate, like that's We're where i'm going the dagger it. is there fane has it we have to save matt like i'll do whatever it takes and like yeah. loyal is
1: like i'm coming and rand's like are you sure and loyal's like look i like you i like you even if you weren't tub maybe i like you despite of it <laughs> which is like really nice and he's like i'm coming with you and you're just like loyal's such a good friend he is and so varen says there is this other um setting that they can go to at uh where they will find a way gate that they can use which loyal is very nervous about obviously Mm -hmm. though rand isn't sure if it's because of the setting or because of the way gate itself and this is where we get that note about matt as well that his body will waste away if they don't yeah. get to this dagger soon
0: yeah yeah it's really <sighs> intense oh and then the next show i do hate, uh, hate this this is garbage
1: bit. because they okay so we have to talk about fridging yeah which is killing off a female character exclusively so that a male character can have the impetus to move forward in their plot Mm-hmm. And that is what happens to Dina, who is the uh, woman that Tom was with who wanted to be a Gleeman. Mm-hmm. Tom comes home from this thing where he had been all night at Barthane's. And he shows up and Dina has been murdered. Her throat's mm-hmm. slit. There are assassins waiting in the wings for him uh, who say they are with Barthane. And they're asking him who Rand is and what's going on. And Tom gets furious and... And ends up killing the two uh, assassins. And of course, then we find out that they're not Barthane's men because Barthane is also dead. Yeah. Having been, like, torn apart and head stuck on a pike.
0: Right, exactly. And I remember being like, who? What? Like, who? (laughs) Just like, there's so much going on in this chapter. But it is infuriating. It's infuriating that that this is how they chose to deal with the problem of Dina and Tom. Because, like, listen, all it would have taken was, you know... You didn't have to kill her. Like, she could have been, you know, hauled in before a magistrate Mm -hmm. or something on trumped-up charges. Like, she could have been harassed. She could have been, you know, I mean, she didn't have to die. Because you find out
1: it was sent by the king. These these men were sent by the king. And it's like, really, you have to kill this, like, woman in the dark? Just so... Tom, like, because Tom has a line, like, you should have left the girl alone. Right. And it's like, yeah, that would have been the smarter thing to do, actually. At any level. At any level. It doesn't make any sense. It's very, very frustrating. This actually really hated this chapter. Yeah. Because I also really don't care for the pit and stuff. It's like, too much. It's, I feel like he's best in small doses. Yeah. Because he's so slimy and so, like. I, I feel like when it's too many pages, and this is like a oh. solid ten straight pages of just Fane yeah. um taking the chest, holding the dagger and the the horn to the same senshan lord, and basically realizing this is a way for him to gain more power if he infiltrates this empress's inner circle. this empress he's never heard of by the way like it it right. all feels very weak and annoying in a way that I'm like this one doesn't necessarily fit in with the fane that we have come to know it yeah. feels like yeah. it feels like you're using the character to push the plot forward versus having the character live in a plot that makes sense yeah um and so now it's but it's an added, you know, thing that the that our heroes are going to have to go up against that they now have the horn like the horn is being held by this guy i did like the moment where Fane is trying to get this dude to pull the horn and he's – or to blow the horn and he's like, nah. Yeah. No.
0: I'm smarter than that.
1: I'm not going to do that because Fane has misjudged the Senshan hierarchy and how yeah. inherent and instilled it is in people. And so Because
0: he doesn't know anything about it. Because he doesn't it, know
1: anything about I, it. I w-
0: this is the weakest chapter for sure. Agreed. In the,
1: in the whole book. Uh, is, like why would it, he give this – it just doesn't make sense. Like why would he walk into this without – Knowing, like he he came in being like, I could open this for you, and the guy just opens it. Yeah, and you're like, what? It it just well, like weakened every. It it was really frustrating.
0: Yeah, I mean, we know that Fane doesn't know how to open the chest, which yep. is a huge problem for him because his dagger is in there. Totally. Rand put it, and the only reason Rand got it open was because Selene opened it. Right, like yep. that's how that happened. But then, yeah, out of nowhere, this like High Lord Turok, like knows how to open it too and like knows exactly what it is and is not going to give famous dagger and it is really hard to believe that after having like slaughtered Murdral mm-hmm. and like traveled across like exactly. God knows how many miles he's just going to hand this thing over and I guess it's possible that because you know way back in the day when they're all all of the dark friends are getting their instructions at Sheol Ghul uh, and some of them they don't even know that they're getting mm-hmm. like it's like Sub- subconscious programming, as it were. Right. Uh, magical subconscious programming. <laughs> it could be that, like, Fane, we just don't know that these are part of Fane's orders. Maybe. It's totally possible. But it just, it does feel extremely out of character. Yeah, if that's the case, it needed
1: to be seated better. Yeah. Because yeah. it just felt really frustrating. And not just because you're like, oh my god, this sucks, and this is going to suck for everybody involved. Yeah. But because it was like,
0: what nothing i've read in the last it like
1: 1000 pages leads me to believe that this would ever happen
0: right that he would willingly relinquish control of the chest and the yeah. dagger to some unknown player exactly like, no. it just Why would it, he
1: do that? it feels really really wrong but i'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out i do not remember how this book ends at all no me like, neither at all. i didn't
0: remember i actually didn't remember any of that last chapter there i same. did not
1: remember that that happened at all same no. i didn't remember the stuff with tom i didn't remember nope. this i feel like i blocked a lot of the sunshine <sighs> stuff out so like yeah. i don't remember almost anything except right. for like the character name of tuan right because they mentioned tuan as the empress's favored daughter i think in this yeah. chapter Um, that's kind of all I really remember about the sunshine. I remember more, but I don't like any of what I remember. So, yay! (laughs) But, but I am looking forward to, like, obviously, Matt, there's gonna, there's something coming with Matt and, and his wasting away body. There
0: has to be, right? Because he's on a timeline. Like he's not mm-hmm. gonna last much longer. Yeah, she says a few know. months at most, I think
1: Varon says. Yeah. There's the yeah. conversation between Perrin and Rand I am looking forward to. Yeah. We didn't get yeah. any Neneev and Egwene in this no. in this section. So more of them I want because I want more of the like Egwene and Elaine um yes. min, min stuff. I would like more yeah. of that. Like I'm excited about what is coming next
0: whatever that is whatever it is <laughs> i'm excited to see
1: like how this how this story how this book ends cuz i yeah. genuinely i'm like ah right
0: right
1: <sighs> and we're getting close man 8 chapters was the right call we're coming up on like exactly an hour
0: yeah it really was Uh, Well, all right. So on that note, uh, you can keep an eye out for future episodes every other Wednesday. And next time we will be talking about the next eight chapters, which is chapters thirty-five to forty-two. And if you want to be part of a conversation about this online, you can mostly find us on the various socials under hashtag Tarvalen or Bust.
1: And of course, thank you
0: to our Patreon supporters: Amanda,
1: Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith. sarish g olivia k joshua s caitlin p nicholas e michelle s michelle d danae destination toast kat jericho saber bouquet thomas elizabeth emily evans ola yulia matthew and brian uh you can find our patreon at patreon.com slash or bust where we put up blog posts and polls etc um again there's only a dollar so hang out if you want
0: Uh, And a big thank you goes out to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net and that's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. If you're enjoying the show, please do
1: leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. We're pretty sure it helps other people find the show and we really (laughs) appreciate it and also we like to know that we're doing good things.
0: (laughs) True. All true. (laughs) And uh, in between shows you can find us on social media. I am at Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L on Twitter and I am Jen IRL on Instagram. And I also podcast for Book Riot at the SFF Yeah and Get Booked podcasts. Uh,
1: you can find me on Twitter at Run with S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S and also on Instagram and Tumblr um, because there's nothing to do but be on the internet lately. <laughs> uh, and you can find my books uh, at your local bookstores um, or com. Uh, My next book is coming out in April and it is called Avengers Assembly Number 2, The Sinister Substitute. You can also find me on uh, uh, the podcast They See Geek Girls
0: where we are currently going through WandaVision. Do you want to do the outro? Yeah, I'll do the outro. Wait, first I want to hear two seconds on WandaVision. Good, bad, indifferent? Excellent. Excellent. Excellent, excellent, excellent. They are doing things with storytelling
1: that... Uh, I'm very happy to see. I mean, it's basically, it's a television show about dealing with grief and trauma, but told in a very, very fascinating way, narratively.
0: Nice. Well, this episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to The Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Bye!